This episode of Contracting Conversations is brought to you by BSCAI's Purchase Advantage Program. Find out how BSCAI members can save 35% on brand name products, including chemicals, paper, equipment, and more. Visit bscaiorg savings. Welcome to Contracting Conversations, a podcast series from BSCAI. Through a series of interviews with entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives, this podcast aims to provide insights, trends, and tactics to support the growth and development of business owners serving the contract cleaning and facility maintenance industry. Welcome to Contracting Conversations, the official podcast of BSCAI. I am your host, Kate Jacobson. Today we sit down with Contracting Success Plus keynote speaker, Troy Hazard. A business owner who has seen it all, Hazard talks with us about leading through crisis and coming out on the other side better than ever. Support for Contracting Conversations comes from our premier partners, 3M, Diversi, and Karcher. Learn more about our partners and their category-leading solutions for contractors at bscaiorg partners. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited that you're going to be a speaker at Contracting Success Plus. Your session focuses on leading through crisis. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've experienced a lot of crisis this year, <laughs> um, especially in our industry. You know, building service contractors, we've had people that have been crazy busy because they service places like hospitals. Um, we have people that have, you know, service like office buildings and they have totally totally been decimated by all these office closings and so it's, it's been a really tough time for a lot of people yeah um, but from your perspective what unique challenges has the pandemic created that you, that you that you see look i think the the unique challenge that comes with this is that it's not purely a financial correction right. uh, when you look back over time go back to the great depression every seven to ten years there is a correction of some sorts and we just forget about them uh, but notable ones that we might recall uh, black monday in 87 where the market crashed and you know took a, a number of years for it to really recover the asian crisis in 97 was a big hit for many businesses around the world and had a knock-on effect to different countries the tech wreck in 2000 and 2001 mm -hmm. of course the gfc in 2008 all of these cycles have happened uh, that have been driven by a financial episode, not a health episode. So the difference we've got with this um, moment in time is that where in the past we've been able to look at a financial correction and kind of have a, an understanding as to how we're going to get out of it and when we're going to get out of it and what's going to happen next. When you look at a, a financial correction or an economic correction that's been brought on by health, it's an entirely different perspective because how and when we're going to come out of this is still a bit of an unknown. So for business leaders all over the world, the challenge we've got is applying what we've learned through other corrections that we've lived through. And I've lived through four 
and then putting that knowledge to this one, knowing that it's slightly different because there are an extra level of elements that are essentially out of our control. Right. I think that's something that, from what I've been hearing, that's been the hardest thing for people is that, you know, like you said, there's other financial crises where you can kind of look at the data and say, okay, well, this is probably where we're going to be, or this is what's kind of going on, and here's how we can tamper down now, whereas this, mm. it's just, you know, nobody's experienced anything like this, and people are just so stressed out by the unknown. Absolutely, because, yeah, at the moment, people are only focused on a handful of things. They're focused on their family, they're focused on their future, they're focused on their finances, and they're focused on fear. Now, fortunately, the fear piece is the piece that adds that extra layer of anxiety for everybody because uh, it's largely not even driven by us. It's driven by the media. It's driven by misinformation that we've been getting. It's driven right. by uh, different people with different aspirations that have different agendas, um, whether you're left or right, doesn't matter. Uh, so trying to operate as a business owner somewhere in the middle of all that is the biggest challenge that we have. And that requires not just financial expertise or strategic expertise in your business, there's a mental element that really needs to apply right now that for many of us, we probably haven't had to go there. I'm, you know, I'm kind of in a fortunate, unfortunate position where uh, fortunately I've had to go to that mental place where I've had to have the mental strength to get through a number of significant shifts that we've dealt with over the years. Unfortunately, I have to go to that mental place <laughs> that I know how to deal with it. So when you look at both sides of those things, you know, the extra challenge that we have as leaders right now is, it's really, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a simple way to put it. And I think there's, a, you, you, you make a really good point. There's kind of two different buckets you're trying to pull out of. You're trying to kind of get the mental fortitude to carry on your regular life, you know, worry about your family, worry about your health. And then you also kind of have to pull out this whole other bucket of mental fortitude to say, okay, we got to press on and we got to just work with what we've got. Where, yeah. where do you think leaders make a mistake in that perspective is it do you think they're they go too i guess i guess what mistakes are you seeing when leaders are forced to kind of pull that pull themselves up from the bootstraps where are they making the mistakes yeah i think there's three types of leaders right now there there's a guy and the girl who wants to protect the past who wants to just have everything go back to normal i just want to go back to what we used to have before march I'm sure we're going to get there. It'll happen sometime in the next couple of months. I don't really know when, but I know it's going to happen. So I'm just going to plot along for the time being until that happens. And then we'll all go back to normal and we'll have happy days. Uh, so there's the first one, protect the past. The second one is the leader that's paralyzed, that there's just too much information, too much data, too much misinformation, too much going on that, that is over and above what I'm used to dealing with when I have a financial correction in my business that I'm paralyzed and I'm going to do nothing <laughs> because I don't know what to do. So the best thing I can do is do nothing and wait for someone else to do things around me. And when they start moving, I'll move in the same direction and then I hope it will be okay. And then there's the third group of leaders that are the guys who are actually proactive that are, that are going out there that are starting with a clean sheet of paper that are having everything in their strategy fight its way back into the strategy. And they're bringing new and creative ideas to the table, knowing that it'll never be the same and knowing that, that this is an opportunity to learn something about their business that might actually make them more efficient and more effective. And in fact, could have them coming out the other side of this far more profitable in a far better position if they're open to it. 
And they're the guys and girls that are going to really make a difference here. And if you go back in time right to, to the Great Depression, the people who have made the most money are the people who have found an opportunity in an obstacle and come out of these sort of times much better than they went, went into them. That, and that's something I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, this is actually, believe it or not, this could be the opportunity for you and your business to kind of grow, whether that's you pivot um, services or whatever, or whether you just kind of create this new philosophy and kind of find your niche in your greater market. Um, having that optimism, I think is really a good, it's a very good thing to have at this point in time, but it can be hard for people to get there how can people get out of their own way to start seeing, okay, here are my opportunities. Here's where I can actually make a difference. And here's how I can come out of this pandemic on top. I had an experience in um, 1997, which was in the middle of the Asian financial crisis. Now at the time I was living in Australia and we were doing a lot of work for Asian property developers. I had an advertising agency at the time. And so these property developers went broke because their banks went broke. And then that, that, that had a knock-on effect to us. And we lost a million dollars in a week. Wow. In a week? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, that's, a, that's a really bad week at the office. Um, and and uh, what happened to me at that moment in time was probably pivotal, pivotal, I should say, to the rest of my life, where I had this challenge in front of me, where most people have the same challenge right now in front of them. And the first thing you do is to look at the problem. You go straight to trying to fix what's right in front of your face. So the entrepreneur kicks in and you go, right, how are we going to fix this today? And then you run around in circles trying to fix what's right in front of you. The big shift for me was to not do that. And in, in 97, when I had this really, really bad week, I actually took a couple of days off and went and sat on a beach. And the best thing I ever did was to just stop and clear my head. Because yeah. I had so much stuff going on, but I couldn't get to the root cause. And the big question I kept asking myself is, am I here to fix the problem that's right in front of me? Or am I here to fix this so I never find myself in this position again? And the right answer is, fix it so you never find yourself in this position again. And that's exactly what we did. And, and it was probably the most fortunate thing that ever happened to me. I took a bunch of time just writing notes down and clearing my head and working out what we got wrong and how we led ourselves to that position because the first thing is I'm going to blame everybody else. I'm blaming the banks because they went broke and then my client went broke and then I'm left with this bundle of debt. You know, it's all their fault. Well, actually, no, I led us to that problem because I brought the clients on board knowing they were backed by Asian banks, knowing we're in the middle of an Asian financial crisis. I mean, so it's my problem. It's my fault. But when I look introspectively and look at the real root cause of what put me in that position, then it gives me a much better perspective on how to get out of it. And more importantly, how to get out of it and never find myself back there again. Right. And that right. was a real big shift for me in 97. And it, it protected us through the tech wreck. It protected us through the GFC. And frankly, it's protecting us now. And if I had not have done that all those years ago, I'd probably be like most people at the moment going, how am I going to get to payroll? How am I going to get to Friday? Right. How am I going to, is, is it Friday? I think it's Friday. Is it Friday? Or it's Thursday today. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how, we, that's how we're thinking right now. But the clarity of working out how to protect the future was the most important shift that I made many, many years ago. It kind of reminds me of, you know, when you're on an airplane and they say you put your oxygen mask on yourself before you can put it on others it's like if yes. you have that clarity within yourself you can lead a lot better 
Well, you can. And I think the thing is, if the, it starts with introspection. How did I get us here? How did I put us here? Because you can blame a pandemic or you can blame a economic correction. Or you can blame anybody you want. But at the end of the day, if your business wasn't prepared for something like this on the way into it, then you were never going to be prepared for anything that it was going to be placed in in your future. So um, understanding what you can do as a leader is the first place to look. And, and that introspection really puts you in a, in a position of truth and understanding and reality. And with those things comes a, a much clearer path forward because every time something goes sideways, you put your hand on your heart first and go, well, what did I do? Right. That I, could have present, I could have prevented, I could have done better. And, and then you essentially do the next time it comes around because you've already thought it through and you remember. It's easy to blame yourself, especially when you are at the top because so many things do rest on your shoulders. But it's important to recognize like, oh, you know, I didn't cause the pandemic. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. So yeah. you got to move forward. Yeah. And look, anything can happen that would cause a, a glitch in the system in your business sure. if you thought about it. This just happens to be a health problem that has a knock-on effect of an economic problem that has a knock-on effect of uncertainty. So uh, it, it, something else can come up next year, the year after, whatever. So, you know, murder hornets will turn up or multiple <laughs> tornadoes across the country or brain-eating amoebas or something like that will happen that, that, you know, will get in the road of a good day. And the first place to look is what you can do to change that as a leader. Yeah. Um, I liked what you said earlier, too, about how what you had gone through in the 90s really kind of opened your eyes to how to move forward. And you've always been agile. You've been trying to be agile ever since. If I'm a leader and I'm thinking, OK, if I can survive this pandemic, what are some of the first things I need to do when things start turning up and not get complacent with good, biz good times? Let, let the good times roll like I'm back to normal. Yeah. What do you need yeah. to do to make sure you're ready for the next thing that happens? The first thing I think everyone has to do is just remember, because we, we do forget. You know, I lost a quarter million dollars in 87 in Black Monday, a million dollars in 97, because I forgot. Had I remembered what happened to me in 87, it wouldn't have probably happened to me in 97, but I forgot. I just got on with life and things were good and we were making money and had fast cars and big houses and it was all fabulous and then it wasn't. And it wasn't because I forgot. And so many people, even coming out of the GFC, you know, in 2010, 2011, you'd hear people say, I'm so glad that's done. I'm yeah. finally back on my feet. Oh, I'm so glad that's behind me. Well, it's coming around again. And even when we get through this, there'll be another, another correction in five or even 10 years time. It just happens that way. Boom, bust recovery. And the reason it happens is that the market and the economy is driven by fear and greed. When we're fearful, we don't spend. When we're greedy, we spend more and we overspend and, and put everything into a false economy. That's just who we are. We're humans. And so the big thing at this moment in time is to not forget what you're learning right now because you're going to need these lessons the next time it comes around. And if you can make that your number one priority, what happens at the back of this is that you have a handful of notes and you have a new strategy and you have a new perspective and you have a greater introspective and from that, you can start building your business to prepare for the next one well before it even happens. And, and you know, gee whiz, I've got a number of business interests right now. One of them, obviously, is a professional speaker. <laughs> and that well got tipped on its head. Yeah. So, many, yeah. so many of my peers are saying, well, how am I going to you know, feed the family on Friday? And I'm sitting there saying, I don't care if nothing changes till Christmas next year. 
you know, I got like 18 months before I have to start selling race cars, right. um, you know, let alone feed the family. And the reason is not because I'm that clever or I'm, you know, ridiculously wealthy. It's just that we knew it was coming. So we have that preparation in place where we've got the cash flows prepared. We've got the strategy prepared. We've got our financial um, uh, position prepared knowing that if it wasn't a pandemic, it was going to be something else. Right. And we need to be able to ride our way through that. Now, no one likes chewing into their savings. No one likes, you know, eating the couch. Um, but if you're at least prepared for it, it kind of tastes better. <laughs> it tastes better than going into debt. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And I think that's the key. If everyone just remembers what we're learning right now, they're going to find themselves in a much better position the next time they're faced with these sort of challenges. Yeah, I, I think that's a lesson that many people have learned in the pandemic, whether they're in the building service contracting uh, community or not, but it's definitely an eye-opener about preparedness and about how you have tough conversations with yourself and with your team about what does, prepare, what does being prepared look like, you know? It's different for every single person. And if, you, if you've got that presence of mind, what happens is when next faced with another correction or another, any sort of drama that's placed on you or your business, you don't have to think about what you need to do to get out of your own way. You're already out of your own way. You're already into it. And, and I'll use an example. I'm, I've got an interest in a pool business here in the US. Um, the business has 160 retail stores and 600 mobile units working in three different countries, in Australia, in New Zealand, and America. I'm chairman of the board of that business, uh, and I'm a shareholder in the business here in America. And we've got 1,250 employees working in three different countries, working through this crisis over the last four months. We're 107% of plan in Australia, and we're 98% of plan in the US. And the reason is, when this happened back in mid-March, and you know, everything started to, to change, we were already prepared. We already had the plan in place for a disaster. We had the team um, prepared for a disaster. And so we went straight into disaster mode. We didn't have to think about it for a month and try and work out what to do next. We, we could have that day one meeting and just roll out the plan and go, all right, let's go. Um, we knew this was gonna happen sooner or later. We didn't know it was gonna be a pandemic. We knew there was gonna be some sort of economic shift. We know what we're supposed to be doing. Everyone head down and let's just get into it and get on with it and away we go. And that gave us probably a six, maybe even an eight week head start on so many businesses around the world who were still sitting around in mid-April or uh, mid-May even going, oh, I don't know what to do next. What's gonna happen now? Yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride, um, but I really do appreciate and, and love your optimism. I think that's something that we really have lacked, not necessarily on BSCI side, but I just, when you hear the stories of people in this industry, how they're struggling. It can be hard to, you know, just put your head down and say, okay, we're just going to power through this. And on the other side, we're going to, we're going to learn a lesson and we're going to try to be better next time. That can be a hard thing to push through. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I don't mean to be cavalier about it all. No. I, mean, I, I, could, I could sit here and say, yeah, we've got it all sorted. And no, look, I sleep in until 10 o'clock some days wondering what's going to happen and don't want to get out of bed just like everybody else. <laughs> I have my days when I wake up and go, really? Really? Am I going to do this again? Um, so I'm just like any other leader where I have that roller coaster and that emotional anxiety that comes with what we're dealing with. But in the back of my mind, the thing that carries me through, I think, is this, this you know, experience that we've had where we've gone through this four times before and we know that we come out sooner or later and we know that we come out smarter and stronger because we've thought it through 
And I think if you can at least have that as, a, as an anchor, uh, as a leader, then you've got a half a start of, of, of finding your way. But look, it's tough for everybody. Um, you know, everyone just has to keep on pressing. Uh, I'm looking forward to sharing some really cool stories with the crew. The things that we've learned over the last um, you know, 30 years in business and the 13 companies I've owned, uh, I, I think there's some great things that I can share that would hopefully help somebody not find themselves in the same poor position that we had <laughs> a few years back. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that it'll help them in the future. So, you know, all things being equal, I, I think we can learn from each other. Well, I, we really appreciate it. And I, especially you, your topic couldn't be more poignant than it is now. So <laughs> we are so excited that you're coming to speak with us. Um, so if anybody listening out there, make sure you join us for Contracting to Success Plus. Uh, it's going to be a really great time. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Contracting Conversations from BSCAI. If you liked what you heard and you want to find out more or to listen to previous episodes, head over to bscaiorg podcast. There you can also subscribe to our newsletter so you never miss industry news, updates, and great tips. Subscribe to Contracting Conversations on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about our community on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.